coast to coast. This is the RSN News Network. RSN News with Michael Lewis. RSN News, I'm Michael Lewis. President Boris Zelensky, President Vladimir Zelensky will meet, has met, has met with UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson in regards to giving more weapons to his worn, tattered Ukraine to use to fight against Russia. The actual situation regarding that is that they need more equipment from the NATO West allies, including the United States. The United States has already given more than $120 million in relief for the military fight. Viacom, which has also the BET networks and also the VH1 network, will possibly suspend the Fresh Prince series of reruns that are now actually on both the networks starting June 1. This comes in the case of Will Smith being suspended from the Oscar Academy for 10 years. A Viacom president says that we have to keep our image with our programming intact. There is no other reason if YouTube is going to follow suit on taking the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air series off of YouTube. Fuel prices are down 30 cents. If you want to fill up this weekend, this could be a good time. Experts are saying that the fuel prices could dip 30 cents by the end of this weekend. However, Experts do warn that the possibility may loom that summer travel could re-increase it again. A NFL gridiron dinner hosted by some former NFL Hall of Famers and also staffers from the White House and also some senators, including Nancy Pelosi and other Biden dignitaries. 57 people were actually attracted with the COVID virus, including Pelosi and former Hall of Famers Lynn Swan and Franco Harris. More in a moment. To know who you are, you have to know where you come from. Honor and respect those who help pave the way. Working hard, sacrificing, saving, and building a future for you and your family. We are one united bank. America's largest black-owned bank with offices in Boston, Los Angeles, and Miami. We invite you to join our effort in building economic power in America by opening an account at www.oneunited.com. Join the movement today and make your money matter for you and generations to come. In sports, Tiger Woods is working miracles in Augusta. Woods stated that He's going to feel a lot more better and a lot more stronger as the tournaments go on. Woods is only seven spots from the top spot where Dustin Johnson is leading in the final day at the Masters in Augusta, Georgia. The death of NFL star Dwayne Haskins Jr. could be ruled a possible a possible 
incident where Haskins may have had alcohol before he walked out and was hit by a dump truck. Haskins, who played for the Washington Commanders, that was their first-round pick, as they were the Washington football team, and recently with the Pittsburgh Steelers, died on Saturday morning at the age of 24. And the last day of the season play season for the NBA starts as playoffs begin this week with play-in games. Odds on favorites are the Milwaukee Bucks in the East and in the West, Phoenix Suns. Your weather. Weather for the Houston area is going to look very good today with a, with a wind warning until 7 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Tonight, low will be 68. The high today will be 84 degrees. The high tomorrow with sunshine and another wind advisory will be 85 degrees. Right now, it's 73. That's going to do it for RSN News. I'm Michael Lewis. RSN News. We keep you informed. This is the RSN News Network. San Francisco, Houston, Los Angeles. You're listening to The Vibe, The Weekend Vibe, with Michael Lewis. Get in and talk now at 1-800-337-7171 or 1-713-534-4231. Now, from his cozy remote studio, somewhere in the nation, here is Michael Lewis. Good day to you this Sunday, Palm Sunday. Happy Palm Sunday to you as you start Passover week. 1-800-337-7171-1713-534-4231. You're watching and listen to The Weekend Vibe with Michael Lewis. I'm doing audio today. There's a lot to talk about on this day as well. And our topics for today is basically, uh, we're going to talk about the Katandi Brown-Jackson. We're going to talk about her nomination as well. We're going to talk about how Katandi Brown-Jackson's nomination may have actually may have actually catapulted into a now a trifecta for women in politics and government. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the rise and fall of HBCUs. And as we end of the day, we're going to talk about the forgotten black men today's social world. We're going to talk about that, all that and more. When we return, we are going to, we're going to actually get some more, we're going to jump into that that topic with Katanji Brown-Jackson. We're going to talk about her and the effect that it has had in a stronghold now of of now of African American women who are now in government and and those that may be coming behind them as well. It is the weekend vibe with Michael Lewis, one 800 337 7171 
1713-534-4231 inside Texas. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll be right back. You are listening and watching the Weekend Vibe with Michael Lewis on the RSN News Network and RTV Television. This is the RSN News News Network. I graduated top of my class in business school. I lead a team of over 100 people. And since I joined the company, my department has increased revenue by 35% year over year. Also, I make 18% more than her. It's time to close the gap on pay equality. Let's all do our part. A message from UKG. To know who you are, you have to know where you come from. Honor and respect those who help pave the way. Working hard, sacrificing, saving, and building a future for you and your family. We are one united bank. America's largest black-owned bank with offices in Boston, Los Angeles, and Miami. We invite you to join our effort in building economic power in America by opening an account at www.oneunited.com. Join the movement today and make your money matter for you and generations to come. This is the RSN News Network. You're back to the weekend vibe vibe with Michael Lewis. One eight hundred three three seven seventy one seventy one one seven one three five three four four two three one. Thank you very much for joining us wherever you're listening on Anchor FM and also Podbean FM and also streaming live on on StreamYard via our RTV television page on YouTube. Let's go with the next, the situation that is really riveting through the minds and hearts of everyone around this nation. As you probably know, Katanji Brown Jackson became the first ever African-American woman to be nominated into the Supreme Court. On that day, Brown Jackson, who was nominated but cannot take office or get in her inauguration hearing for her or inauguration ceremony would not be until June as the current, uh, the current judge that she's taken a place of will not retire until May 31st. Brown Jackson said it was time that she would she was time for one generation of her family to go from segregation to the Supreme Court. Brown Jackson faced a lot of scrutiny from Republicans, but got three of the votes from Republicans, including former presidential candidate who ran a respectful candidacy against Barack Obama, Milt Romney, who strongly, who strongly suggested that Brown Jackson be a great, great judge for our nation. Basic thing with this as well is that there have been some other comments or I'd say doubting comments from 
the left or the right, as you want to call it. Candace Owens, as you probably know, is Candace Owens as Candace Owens does. She is an African-American anti-democratic anti advocate and also a talk show host as well. She has her own podcast and she stated that Brown Jackson's nomination means nothing for black women in this community. It's just more so that they are now pinched within the Joe Biden era of being coming or becoming his poster children. I can only say this much here as Katandi Brown Jackson is very, very fit to be a, a judge. Just as Clarence Thomas, even though the situation is going revolving around with his wife, Clarence Thomas has done what he has done, even though there was some scrutiny with him before with the Anita Hill situation. But being the first African-American man to be a Supreme Court justice, and now you have the circuit now into the 21st century, having African-American woman be a Supreme Court justice is legendary. But what does that really prove with Owens's statement? Candace Owens can make any statement that she possibly can. It is a right. But to attack the actual juice of the African-American community because there is a positiveness with this? No. Candace Owens has done nothing but, but, but actually cause havoc for herself. If she is actually a Harvard graduate and a graduate of of what we are we're used to seeing and somebody who loves Donald Trump and wishes that he would run again, which now Trump will not be running again. She has to show some sort of class for Katanji Brown Jackson. For some reason or other, Katanji Brown Jackson has brought a lot more hope for young women and young men to even be Supreme Court justice or judges in their home city. So if no one is opposed to Ketanji Brown Jackson being a Supreme Court justice, let the record show. She's done very well on, on, criminalizing, on criminalizing cases when she was a judge. And she's done very well on, on Joe Biden's committee. I don't know what else to say. Katanji Brown Jackson is going to be a great judge. There'll be some times, there'll be some times, there'll be question marks that everybody's going to ask in regards to what she has done in her job. But we can't really say anything until after June 1 of 2023. Then you can see what the record is on Katanji Brown Jackson at that time. We have to realize that we're not the judge of a judge. We're just watching history, and some people can't stand it. Let's go to our next one. You can follow us at the Vibe Weekend uh, as well on Twitter. Again, that is going to be the Vibe Weekend on Twitter. If you're watching the Weekend Vibe with Michael Lewis, and it's 1-800-337-7171-7135344-4231 if you're in Texas. Let's go to this next one.
And what you know for a fact is, is that HBCUs and, and everything is, is, is pretty much a, a foregone conclusion. HBCUs started off historically black colleges and universities back in the 1800s and the early, early 1900s where African-American students were able to go to their own colleges, such as Morehouse, Howard, Wiley, and other small colleges, African-American colleges across the nation. They were only able to go to their own universities and were hit up under with many, much, much scrutiny. The new African-American HBCU has grown. As you probably know, it's it's grown for, for leaps, bounds, and, and even financial support. As you probably know of the HBCU, it's new HBCU. But as you probably know, Madam Vice President Kamala Harris and Georgia State Senator, former Georgia State Senator and gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams both attended HBCUs. But how the new HBCU has come about is great. HBCUs now are become out of African-American, just African-American base, they've become now more diverse. Now students of other ethnic backgrounds are attending HBCUs at a record rate. But what are the falls, the fall guys, or what are the fallness of the HBCUs? Funding. HBCUs have been always the short end of the stick as far as funding is concerned. Yes, we've gotten a lot of funding from sports and athletics, but not in education. We had that rise back in the late, late mid to late 1990s and early 2000s. For some reason or another, even though Madam, the Vice, Madam Vice President is in office, HBCUs are still underfunded. They're still under, under their professors are still underpaid. And the colleges and the students that are attending those HBCUs are not getting a lot of love in the workforce. What has happened or what has happened to those HBCUs? Those HBCUs have not seen much of anything but drudgery. Out of those mission, those mission to HBCUs, yes, they're playing, playing and competing on the athletics scene against non-HBCU schools. But at what point, they're just to get into the NCAA tournaments or even into NCAA competition against non-HBCU schools to have maybe a million, maybe two million dollars put into their pocket? These HBCUs are, should not be so forgotten, but they still are. These are legendary people that attended those HBCUs, attended those back in the 50s, the 40s, the 30s, the 20s. And this is a now HBCU. We have to do better with funding our HBCUs. And it doesn't really matter who goes or who attends those HBCUs. Those people are the ones that really that really are needing our, our help whether they're African American or not African American they still need our help 
at some point in time, we have to really kind of take a look at the HBCUs being as a second melting pot for those students who couldn't get anywhere. As you probably can know, Harris went to Howard and, and also Stacey Abrams attended Virginia Union. Both came out to be strong politicians. But you have to realize that the HBCUs, for some reason or another, are not really susceptible to success. The fall of the HBCUs is just to that point of where now, what can students do to bring the HBCUs back to prominence or to be able to be, to bring them back to respectability? A lot of these students have to realize that they're now in the front lines now. Those students are in the front lines. If they're in the front lines, they're now discussing. They're having open discussions about open voting on campuses. They're actually knowing what they have to do when they're going out to these campuses. But the HBCUs are still not having that dialogue. To have that dialogue among young African-American men and young women has to be very much the biggest hurdle. HBCUs right now are looking for more funding, but they can't get that funding. For some reason or another, if you're getting that funding, where is it coming from? It's coming from, yes, from the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation and other non-African-American foundations, but where are these other people? A legendary African-American actor Denzel Washington says, our African-American investors are missing the boat and are missing missing out on educating our future. It doesn't matter what race they are, but it does matter the legends and the actual school that they're attending and those people that paved the way for that school to exist. We come back, we'll talk more about the HBCUs on the athletic end, and we will talk more about how the love broadcast the love of the love of today has gone south and the forgotten black man why we are forgotten and why we will be forgotten in this social society and why we have to fight ourselves back we'll be back you're listening and what wa- wa- watching the, the the weekend the weekend vibe with michael lewis on the RSN News Network. This is the RSN News Network. I graduated top of my class in business school. I lead a team of over 100 people. And since I joined the company, my department has increased revenue by 35% year over year. Also, I make 18% more than her. It's time to close the gap on pay equality. Let's all do our part. A message from UKG. To know who you are, you have to know where you come from. Honor and respect those who help pave the way. Working hard, sacrificing, saving, and 
Los Angeles, and Miami. We invite you to join our effort in building economic power in America by opening an account at www.oneunited.com. Join the movement today and make your money matter for you and generations to come. This is the RSN News Network. You're back. Get back to the Weekend Vibe Vibe with Michael Lewis. 21 past the hour, you're listening to the Weekend Vibe uh, on... The RSN News Network uh, streamed on StreamYard on video and also on the audio side on Anchor FM and also on Podbean. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on this very blessed uh, Calm Sunday, which starts Holy Week, which starts today. Uh, next week, just wanted to let you know also as well that uh, uh, we will not be on the air next week. Uh, we are going to give everybody a chance to spend Resurrection Sunday with their families and reflect upon the real meaning of why we are all here. And I'll have a, a statement about that uh, before the show is over. Let's get back to the situation with the HBCUs. HBCUs have been around our communities, our cities since the early 20th century. There have been a lot of different inklings where Students who attend HBCUs could not get jobs in back in even the recession. They could not get jobs even in the early part of Vietnam during the civil rights era. For sure, they could not get jobs because they were only there were only whites only restaurants. There were whites only businesses that could hire that would hire their own workers. But HBCUs, as you probably know, have gone really diverse. And now they've shown that diversity. But even in athletics, HBCUs have not gotten the love or respect that they've gotten. Just that they have to show up for an NCAA tournament. Or if they'll show up for a game that involves NCAA powers in any given sport from basketball, football, to women's softball, women's volleyball, or even women's track or men's track. The HBCU diversity has gone very well, but has not brought a lot of top dollars in or even a lot of support from non-H, from from historically black colleges and universities, from African-American business owners. Yes, the Johnson Publishing Group that runs Ebony Jet and Tua and Black News Channel, they have actually gotten that that support for HBCUs, but only in just certain areas of so the CIAA, the MEAC, which is where they are pretty much stationed in Washington, D.C., but not the Southwestern Athletic Conference. That has been a forgotten conference for them. Either way, the sports in HBCUs has turned out some great athletes to a point. Where those athletes go thereafter, who knows in the professional ranks. 
top businessmen, young businessmen, young businesswomen. It's not really one to say for sure, but we do know this much here is that they do get credited amount of money from losing games, 40, 50, 60 points in NCAA games. But is that what they're supposed to do? I thought that they were supposed to win those games and actually be able to move forward, depending on how much money they're getting from the NCAA to lose or win. HBCUs are so underfunded right now with athletic programs and academic programs that some of the HBCUs are looking for that funding, even from outside sources, which they are getting that funding. One philanthropist who lives in the Houston, Texas area, and wish not to be known, had given $10 million to the Prairie View Academic the Prairie View Educational and Academic Fund, just $10 million. Maybe we need more people like that within our communities to do something like that, to help the HBCUs out. Because as more diverse as they are getting, they're not getting as much love as well. We come back, we'll talk more about, we'll talk more in regards to the the loss of the African-American male and where they fit in today's society, why the possibility loom that one, one more senseless murder in Minneapolis may have sealed the fate of this city. We come back. You're talk, you are listening and watching The Vibe Weekend with Michael Lewis on the RSA News Network. You're listening and watching the vibe, the vibe, the vibe weekend with Michael Lewis on the RSA News Network. This is this is the RSA News Network. RSN News, coast to coast, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Houston. News Network. You're listening 
to the Fox 5 Vibe with Michael Lewis. 1-800-337-7171-7135344-4231 at 30 past the hour. Thank you very much for listening to the Weekend Vibe with Michael Lewis. I thank you very much for joining us and listening to us on Anchor FM, also on Podbean FM on the audio side, and also on the video slash audio side on StreamYard as well. Thanks for joining us, uh, for joining me on this program. Uh, don't forget, uh, we're in, in respect and also in love of the week of Passover week and also Resurrection Sunday next week, What re- weekend next weekend. Uh, we are not going to be on the air. Uh, we will be back on the air on the 24th of, of April, 24th, 2024. We are going to possibly have on that day, uh, we're going to have different, uh, she was on a different world. Uh, she played Kim on a different world. And she now runs a af- an, acad- uh, an, af- uh, an acting, I'm sorry, an acting and also a theatrical academy in the Houston, Texas metropolitan area, where she's lived for the last uh, 10 years. Uh, Charnel Brown will be uh, scheduled to be on the show with this. Also, we are also going to have the first ever Houston, first ever African American female candidate for the mayoral race, and a good colleague of mine, Amanda Edwards. We're going to try to get her on the show as well. And also on the other side of it, the last uh, the last show of the month, we're going to try to work in getting. Uh, Janet Hubert, uh, former the first Vivian on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and she makes her appearance in our area uh, to talk to uh, to talk to acting students uh, and Charnell Browns is uh, at her actual symposium, African American Art Symposium in Houston as well. So we're going to have a try to have a chat with uh, Jan- Janet uh, Hubert and what she's going on and in her thoughts about the Will Smith situation as well. Uh, We'll have a candid one-on-one interview with her as well. Thank you very much again for joining us as well. Uh, It it really comes to a point where we know for some reason or another that we know the the movement of African-American women and we know that Amir Locke for some reason or another was murdered. Now, we do know that Katandi Brown-Jackson's, uh, her actual her actual appointment was legendary and was legendary for, long, for many reasons that African-American women have been now nominated to three phases of, of appointed government positions in the hierarchy of the, of the White House. Michelle Obama, first African-American female first lady. And then Kamala Harris, Madam Vice President, first African-American woman to be nominated to office, and now Katanji Brown-Jackson. But where is the situation with African-American men? Are we still getting no-knock warranted to be shot, killed, while the celebration of the celebration of first are happening? What has happened to the African-American male? The man has been actually forgotten about. 
at some point in time, we have to kind of take a look at this and, and look, take a look at this for what it is. We have to take a look at it from a standpoint that African-American men have become more forgotten in a situation. Maybe we have, maybe we haven't. Or maybe if because of advances, the movement of more women becoming more becoming more vocal and becoming more socially and politically correct has drowned out the African-American male voice as well. Our voices are not being heard. And guys, we have to hear our voices. If we don't, African-American women are going to have to stand up for us. Or are they? That's the really big thing. And if they're not, we have to find a way to unite or even come together to bring this <coughs> this tangent <coughs> back to force. How do we bring it back to force? There are more movements. <coughs> Excuse me. There are more movements that are brought together. And there are more mentoring programs for young African-American men. At some point in time, we have to be able to give these angles, inklings back as well for the African-American men to be able to be empowered as well. Should we have to re-empower ourselves and say, yes, African-American women, we're behind you, but you're throwing us out on the freeway? All more African-American men have to save the suffering of police brutality, or is it just because the fact is they are sitting out there and, and sisterhood is letting them go ahead and die with police gun violence? At some point in time, no-knock warrants have not only affected African-American men, but women, as you probably know, Breonna Taylor's situation has never been actually taken care of or even solved or even gone to court. At some point in time, we have to look at it from a, every single angle. What that mean? It doesn't matter what movement that you are, you are bringing to the table. At some point in time... Black men and black women must unite at some point in time. But we're not. We're not united. Social media has divided us over so many things of first, between first and family, between first and finding solutions together. But we're not finding out those solutions together. At first is being first, the first two the first of, the first be. But we're not finding the family first, the foundation first, and finding our unity first. We don't want to find that because we are above the grade. We're above each other. And when you look down on someone else, someone else is struggling, then what is it with our black community? We don't have any. We don't have any identification. The the African American male has lost his identification. The successful ones that have even helped women have lost their identification. 
because we are identified in as the same stereotype with the others. African-American men are now committed to suicidal thoughts more than anything because they feel like no one cares about them. And they feel like even as much more as they try to do for their families, their foundation, and even for their communities, they're getting the short end of the stick. Yes, we have first. Yes, we have foundations. Yes, we have movements. But at some point in time, African-American women, are we really looking at this in a, in a slightness of knowing that for some reason or other, there are good African-American men who are out there trying to help the community, help the kids, help mentor to young men and make them even better that you're overlooking? And maybe the deadbeats that you have in the clubs that you're running to. Can we back? You're listening to The Weekend Vibe on the RSN News Network. You're listening to the RSN News Network, Houston, Dallas, New Orleans. Message from UKG. Our arts support the Bank Black movement and illustrate powerful historic events and figures. Harriet Tubman crosses her arms to show love and sacrifice, putting her own life on the line for others, conveying we must work together and stand in solidarity to close the racial wealth gap. We raise our fists to symbolize black pride. And when we march, we raise our fists, fighting for injustices. Together, we will overcome. And together, we build and celebrate the new Black Wall Street with the Greenwood Visa debit card, representing what black Americans can achieve economically and socially when we come together. This is the RSN News Network. You're back to the Vibe, Vibe with Michael Lewis. 40 past the hour, you're listening to the Weekend Vibe right here on the RSN News Network. I'm Michael Lewis with you. Thanks for listening to us on via Anchor FM, also via StreamYard, and also Podbean FM. Thanks a lot for joining us. We thank you very much for being a part of this uh, new version of the Weekend Vibe. And if you'd like to, uh, 
you have any questions or you'd like to be on the program or if you have an organization you would like to showcase <clears throat> that's helping out our urban communities or non-urban communities, <clears throat> you can follow us <clears throat> Excuse me on The Weekend Vibe, The Vibe Weekend. Uh, that's on Twitter. <clears throat> Let's go with this. And I'm going to finish up what we were talking about in regards to the folly after American male in a social media area. We have to take a look at how, and just to piggyback on what I was just talking about, we have to take a look at how African-American male men are being pretty much accosted out. First, they're becoming more than good fathers. First, they're becoming more than good mentors. First, they're becoming more than good guys that are not recognized in the community. First, we have socially separated everything from first of, first transgender, first LGBTQ, first woman, first whatever is first. But we've forgotten the African-American man. Eric Gable said it perfectly in his album. There was an album he had in 1990 called The Elimination of the Black Male. We're seeing that now, 32 years later. The elimination of the blackmail by police officers. And not saying all police officers are bad because I've lost two very close ones in law enforcement this past week. But we do know this much here is if African-American women are not fighting for us, we having to fight for ourselves. Yes, their moms, their moms to these men, their moms to these men who are their sons or husbands or fiancés? Are they crying? Are they weeping for just, not only for justice, but for other young African-American men or not so young African-American men who are getting killed, who are forgotten, who are being taken out because of the fact is you're not a first. To the guys, you are first. You do matter. If you've done everything you can in a community for women, even of color, you are first to me. I've done the same thing, and I've been forgotten. But you have to really kind of take a look at it. Be resilient. Stand up. Let's let let these women, let the women who who are doing well, see you do well. They will recognize you, and they will give you respect. But until then, if you're hiding and you're not giving yourself resilience enough to get back out there and do it, they'll still laugh and will still joke in our face that we are running the world. Let's transition over to something else. Our next topic is in regards to the unification. And unification means for me, it's... It's unification as we get ready to close out the show. The unification of love. What is our love language? What kind of love language do we really have? What is our love language? We, we don't have any love language. And a love language is shot. We know for a fact is, is that 
we have 95% of our 95% of our community is pretty much they're pretty much in the freedom zone who they want to love and who they want to be able to uh, to be able to mate or date and we have that but also we also have this thing here is that the black men and black women are not united on just relationships as far as business is concerned or just even sitting down and talking at a at a bar or at a uh, even at a coffee shop without actually distracting any anger toward or malice toward each other we have to take a look at it from a standpoint you are the most underpaid genre in the US whatever job that you're doing you're getting 18 to 19 percent less than your counterparts who are non-African American doesn't matter if they're LGBTQ transgender you're getting less but we can't unite on on how we make these solutions to where we're getting more in our communities do we open our own our own banks we have our own bank which yes is one it's small but do how do we open our own architectural companies, our own construction companies, our own something that's outside of the norm of just the the norm? And that means that is norm. African American women and men and women uniting in this situation in the twenty first century, it doesn't even resonate even in love. There is none. At some point in time, you have to really look at it from a standpoint that where are we? One's over here and one's over there. Even in marriage, same thing happens. One's over here, one's over there. We have to realize something that at some point in time, our communities have to be saved at some point. How do we save them? We don't know. Because we're still trying to get out of the darkness of communicating with each other instead of slipping into darkness with it. Don't forget, our programming, we will not be here. Uh, we will not be here. Uh, that is going to be on the 24th of April. We will be back. Uh, we will be back on the 24th. 4th of April. Uh, we won't be here next week. So I would wish everybody happy, blessed Resurrection Sunday to everyone. And make sure you know what this 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 week of Passover is all about, starting today with Palm Sunday. Don't forget the Sports Zone is next at 205 Eastern, 105 Central with the Sports Vet and Mr. T as well on the sports side. Let's get a vibe of thoughts. The first of sisterhood, as you probably know, has happened all around the place. As you probably know, with Michelle Obama, with Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris, and now with Katanji Brown-Jackson being the first ever African-American judge of color and a woman. Is it helping the African-American men to be successful? I look at it from a standpoint, it is. In their minds, they are winning. 
They win, supposedly we win at the same time. But are we, as African-American men, empowering just like they empower and do their own empowerment groups? Are we empowering? We have to take a look at it that most of the women that are actually running a lot of their own businesses are under 40. Most African-American men that are under 40 are not really running the right businesses that these women of color are. But in thought processes of, of what it is, the sisters are still standing by us to a point until we are shot and dead, arrested unlawfully by police, or done in a George Floyd manner, then the crime, then the outrage will come. But when do we actually come together during that time, helping the African-American men be successful. We support African-American women businesses, but when men opens their business of color, no one, no woman reaches out. We understand what happens, and what I understand what happens in a community, but all women radio shows or podcasts or businesses of color, they need to network with all men on podcast companies, businesses to be successful for our, our next generation, whenever that is. It's food for thought. Don't forget, we'll be back on the 24th of April. 2022. I thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we will be back here, uh, back here at that time frame. We are going to be back at that time frame uh, on the 24th. And we'll be back here at a noon Eastern, 11 Central. We are going to try to have on Charnel Brown, former actress on Different World and now Theater Arts Group. Uh, teacher in the Houston area, and also first ever Houston woman of color, the mayoral candidate, Amanda Edwards. We will, we will certainly be honored to have her on the show as well. And give your thoughts on the Vibe Weekend. If you'd like to be on part of our show, be a guest on the show, and give some thoughts about the show as well. Again, until next week, remember, Passover week is not about parting. Passover week is to make sure that we understand the sacrifices that one Savior named Jesus Christ took for us on that Good Friday and rose on the Sunday for us and our infirmities. Until next, next time, have a safe Resurrection Sunday weekend next weekend. And remember, it's always God first. Faith always last. Thanks for joining and you have yourself a great great day. You've been listening to the Weekend Vibe Vibe with Michael Lewis on the RSN News Network RTV Television.
coast to coast, you're listening to the RSN, RRSN News Network, Houston, Sacramento, Los Angeles, San Francisco, 